it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, Tuesday night is upon us, and it's time for another NXT narrative. This is your NXT narrative for January 18th, 2022. And boy, oh boy, do we potentially have a situation. (laughs) We'll get to that later on, but... NXT itself, pretty good. I like the fact that outside of the couple scheduled matches that they had and some dusty classic matches, they did a lot more with the new kids again tonight, Um, really starting to bring them back into the fold. We had one come back from injury. We had others that have been on 205 Live that now have started to migrate over to NXT. It's nice to see that they continue to pump in the new crop of wrestlers to keep things fresh. Also, notice tonight that they've added more seats uh, for NXT for the fans. They've also kind of shrunken in and pushed out Meaning that there's not a lot of room around the ring anymore. So we gotta keep gotta keep eyes on this, make sure nobody ends up getting hurt. <laughs> uh we already had one potential issue this evening with I believe it was during one of the dusty tag matches where one of the competitors was thrown into this new erected wall and bent the wall in half. So well <laughs> hopefully uh, uh, Good thing nobody was hurt, but hopefully that's just an anomaly and not something that will happen every single week. But we'll get into the show, and it kicks right off with L.A. Knight, and he wants to talk to us. Comes out, first things first, the man shows up in a beautiful, beautiful automobile. We have members of Andre Chase University outside. Man walks to the ring gets on the mic, immediately calls in Grayson Waller, wants this man to come out because he wants to kick his ass, and rightfully so. Grayson Waller has been the biggest pain in the ass for a lot of people for a little while now. I would say ever since right before 
the issue with Johnny Gargano. Waller right now is like public enemy number one, and it's pretty awesome to see um, that he has that much of an effect on people, uh, myself included at times. Um, I hated the fact that they chose him to take out Johnny, but hindsight being 2020, looking back at it, I'm like, that was actually the best choice because now look at this kid. He's completely taken what had happened and he has run with it and he's done a great job. So I applaud them for that move. Um, Cause I normally don't react emotionally when it comes to these things. I like to try to look at it from a, you know, a scientific esque style of, 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 of ways. And just, I don't normally get an emotional reaction because I've watched wrestling for so long. I pretty much have, you know, I've seen a lot of things. So it's like, Oh, okay, this is happening. I mean, not to say I don't get excited about stuff that happens. It's just, it's rare to get that knee jerk reaction. Maybe that's a better term for it. Um, but yeah, so I think he's done a great job. However, I'm getting off track here. <laughs> LA Knight's in the ring. Uh, is about to attack Grayson after Grayson eventually finally comes out after LA Knight had to make fun of his manhood because, you know, when you make fun of a person's manhood, they're going to respond. But unfortunately, the way Grayson Waller responded was with a restraining order. <laughs> one of the, honestly, one of the dumbest things you could do in wrestling because there's literally a 0% chance for a restraining order to actually work in wrestling, but that's neither here nor there. So, of course, LA Knight, being as intelligent as he is, had a feeling that something like this would happen. So he had a backup plan. That backup plan, Dexter Loomis. Loomis coming out from the bottom of the ring as Grayson is looking up towards the ramp, thinking that Dexter's going to come out. And uh, he had a decision to make as we went to our first commercial break of the night. He either needed to rip up the restraining order and fight LA Knight tonight or take on Dexter Loomis. So we go to break. We come back, and he chose Dexter. So I'm like, well, rip. <laughs> However, so the match is going on. Dexter in control for the majority of it. But we get towards the end, and this ginormous man comes out of nowhere, takes out Dexter, throwing him into the ring post, and then back into the ring. And then Waller does his leap diving, jumping, stunner, pins Dexter. So it looks like Waller's gone out and got himself some muscle. A lot of people thought it was Veer, and I thought that that would have been outstandingly hilarious because Veer's been trying to come to Raw for, you know, months since October, and he just takes detour, and he ended up in, in NXT. Um, but we don't know who this individual is. I'm sure we'll find out within the next, you know, couple of weeks. But I like 
I like this move for Grayson. Uh, it now gives him an even more of a, uh, a, sm- a smarmy heel. Now he has some big muscle to to hide behind, and he can sit there and be even more of a jackass on the mic. So it actually works out real well for him. After that, we had our first match in the first round of the Dusty Classic. It was the Creed Brothers taking on Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Now... A lot of people have been comparing Briggs and Jensen to either uh, Cade and Murdoch, or I see them as a young APA. Um, right now, just the bar fights, you know, and then, you know, and the drinking and stuff like that. Are they Bradshaw and Farouk? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Are they on their way? I think so. They're a super young team together. They they showed in this match that they've got something there. They do end up on the short end. The Creed brothers do win and advance to the semis, which I'm not honestly surprised. But if they continue to, to go right by these kids, I can honestly say that Briggs and Jensen could be a force to be reckoned with, especially if they turn them both heal but that's down the road they still obviously have more developing to do um but they also have this little thing going on with casey catanzaro and caden carter so it is what it is i have uh, i have a slight issue with with wendy chu because after the match was over the boys were in the were in the back uh, talking about, you know, how disappointed they were for, for not winning, but, you know, they're just going to go move forward and everything else. The girls stop by, and they're like, hey, let's go out for some drinks and, and whatnot. And my boy Brooks gets a little a little chatty, um, just just saying, saying too much. He kind of puts his foot in his mouth. And Wendy, who magically ends up on top of the lockers, Still, obviously, in her nightgown and her her slippers and her pillow and taking a nap, says, ooh, he likes you. And I'm like, oh, you don't do that. You don't call out a brother when he's trying to he's trying to find words for a pretty girl. You know, you just you you just you you don't do that. (laughs) So. And it's funny because Briggs just gives him hell for it, too. He's like, less is more, man. Less is more. So I like that it's 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 a little bit of like a rom com with those four. Um and I know some people are like, oh god, another romance angle in wrestling. Ugh, yeah, I get it. Sometimes they're really dumb. Other times they can be fun. This seems like a kind of a fun thing. It's definitely, you know, it's it's broadening their horizon, you know, their um horizons on things. And it kind of lets you get an inside look, you know, at the people involved. So we'll see where this goes. You know, I don't obviously expect this to turn into anything huge. It's not Ms. Maurice here. It's just, it is what it is. So that's the famous words. We'll just give it some time and we'll let it play out. <laughs> After that, we had the returning Dande Chen. Uh, turning back from an injury, had a nice little video segment before this, 
talking about how he was all excited because his father was able to be there to, to witness his first debut match. And then unfortunately, he lost him. Um, he passed away a couple of months ago, which obviously is very, very sad. And he's now, you know, returning from injury. You know, he'll have many matches more to show his father. Well, obviously, we'll be watching down on him. So he ended up having his his next match, and it was against Guru Raj, um, who apparently is the first Indian-born high flyer in WWE. The match was going well, but unfortunately was cut short uh, due to a returning Duke Hudson. The man has returned with hair, by the way, after losing his uh, hair versus hair match against Cameron Grimes, comes out, destroys both men, and then tells the camera that Duke Hudson is back and that everybody needs to stay out of his way. So it's nice to have Duke back. So we'll see what's on tap now for Mr. Hudson, Mr. Six Foot Five himself. After that, we had an interview with Braun in the back, and he was naturally interrupted by not only Miss Electra Lopez, but by Santos Escobar as well. And you immediately need to hook this into my veins. I need a Santos Escobar versus Braun Breaker for that NXT title. I do like Braun, but I think Santos would have a fantastic run with the title. Just saying. Just saying. After that, we had a funeral service for uh, uh, Petey Dunn by uh, Tony D'Angelo. Uh <laughs> Then Tony D turning his attention now to the North American Championship, stating that he wants some more gold for his waistline. And of course, with that happening, you get Trick Williams, you get Carmelo Hayes come out on that little top section talking trash, stating how it's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, we all get reminded by Cameron Grimes himself that he's going 2020 to the moon and that he is next in line for that North America championship. But of course, with the boys arguing in the ring, Carmelo was like, fine. I don't think either one of you two deserve a shot. However, if the two of you want to fight, then maybe, maybe you'll get a shot at my title. So I'm like, all right. We got Cameron Grimes versus Tony D'Angelo, potential number one contendership for the North America championship. Okay. I'm all for it. After that, we had Kaylee Ray taking on Ivy Nile when I was just like, oh, oh, no, we can't have this match. This is like reminiscent of the Raw main event last night. Like, like no, we can't. these two women can't lose. However, I thought the way they did this was actually really good. Mandy Rose comes out because Mandy and Kaylee Ray have clear issues with one another. Kaylee Ray looks to be that next contender for Mandy's title. Gets in the way, distracts Kaylee enough. Ivy able to roll for the pin. So honestly, this would be considered an upset because Ivy is still so new and Kaylee Ray is 
you know, the longest reigning women's UK champion ever. So in my book, this is an upset. So Ivy gets out of the ring, runs away with um, Malcolm Bivens. The rest of Toxic Attraction hit the ring. They start attacking Kaylee Ray. Then Indy Hartwell and um, Miss Peralta come out. They start attacking Toxic Attraction. So next week, we're going to have a six-woman tag match. Should be a lot of fun to watch. After that, we had a segment in the back. Uh, earlier, I should say, in the night, we had a segment in the back with uh, Joe Gacy and Harland. And they were interrupted by Odyssey Jones, who was with medical personnel because he had hurt his knee. And, you know, he'd be gone for a few weeks, but he'll be fine. Fast forward, we see a whole lot of yelling, a whole lot of screaming. Harland apparently attacks Odyssey Jones, leaving him laying as Joe Gacy just kind of stands there with that smirk on his face and his hands in like a, a triangle shape. And they just walk off. So clearly, Harland and Odyssey Jones are going to have themselves a nice little fight in a few weeks. And I'm here for it. I think that'll be fantastic. After that, more first-round action in the Dusty Classic as Legado del Fantasma took on Malik Blade and Endris Enafe. And I'll be damned, Malik and Enafe get the win. Santos tries to get involved. He gets him getting tossed by the ref. Braun Breaker actually comes down, takes Santos away, of course, to distract the other boys. They end up getting rolled up. And these, <laughs> these men are moving on to the semifinals. This is like what happened with MSK. Obviously, these two are not a tag team, but the unknowns of MSK were back then, and they're just writing this, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. Will they win it all? Who knows? I have an idea who I, who I think is going to win, but we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. After that, we had Dakota Kai taking on Yulisa Leone. She's one of the ones I talked about earlier in the podcast about. Um, they were on 205 Live with her tag team partner, Valentino Furrows. Uh, if I butchered the name, I'm, I apologize. Uh, they've been a tag team on... 205 Live. They had a nice little video package tonight talking about their their pasts and how they came together and how they're next in their pursuit for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. I'm assuming these two possibly could be in the Women's Dusty Classic, so I think that'd be cool. It's nice to get them some face time before they announce the Women's uh, Tag Team participants in February. So I think this is a smart move. It was a good match. Yulisa uh, looked real good, but Dakota just too much for her tonight, and she ends up getting the win and then goes and proceeds to try to attack both women because Dakota clearly has lost her mind. <laughs> Raining on everybody's parade, talking about how anything gold-related, you know, championships will do the, the, the best thing or uh, is, is the best way to lose your friends. And somebody eventually is going to have to do something about Dakota. But for now, she gets the dub and moves on. Then we get to our main event. Now, when I heard this match was announced, I was like, oh, dear God, this is going to be insane. It's Walter versus Roderick Strong. 
Now, Diamond Mind had already gone 2-0 and in the night. Talking about how Roddy will make it a three-sweep, and it'll be good to go. This match, as the kids say, slapped. And I don't mean that in the way people would think. Yes, there were chops. And dear Lord, were there chops? And oh, did I mention there were chops in this match? My chest almost caved in a few times. Um, But I will definitely say Roddy had the more loud chops. Walters just caved everything. (laughs) Fantastic main event. Some of the most ridiculous things I've seen. We had a huge superplex off the top rope from Roddy to, to, to Walter. And it was just nuts. Walter ends up getting the victory here with a powerbomb. Then after that, this is where things kind of went insane. So I'll take a step back. and We'll talk a little bit about what's been happening. So today there were rumors that had come out. Um, that the WWE has um, trademarked the name Gunther Stark. Now, naturally, people look this up because they want to know who this is based upon and whatnot. So with the name, apparently, uh, Gunther was, (laughs) he was a, a captain lieutenant who served in the Kriegsmarine, which was the Navy of Nazi Germany, uh, doing this during World War II. Apparently, he worked for the right-hand man of Hitler. And so naturally, as you can tell, people were a little upset about this. (laughs) Um, I think for me personally, I'm more stunned that nobody did their homework on this first before making this decision but that's a story for another day the thing that got me was what after this match was over they went to announce that walter was the winner but walter had a mic just yelled into the mic nine which is no in german and says the winner of this match is gunther and throws the mic down immediately then goes to attack roddy the rest of Imperium hit the ring. They start attacking Roddy. Then the Kree brothers come in, and it's Bedlam. It's a brawl, and that's how the show ends. Naturally, when this happened, Twitter exploded. Absolute mayhem. Just, yeah, people are already like, Vince has already ruined Walter. Why would you change Walter's name, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I get it. I get it. But... If you think about this for just even a split second, and maybe I, I was thinking about this before I got on tonight to record, but what if what if this Gunther Stark isn't Walter? It's somebody else. It's a fourth, another fourth member of Imperium. I get it. The name is still terrible based on what had happened. <laughs> uh, Homer clearly wasn't done by the committees who decided that this was a great name. Maybe Walter's just saying the winner of this match is, you know, going to be, you know, is Gunther, but who knows? I I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I I want to believe that they're not going to change the name of one of the most ridiculously over characters in wrestling. 
heel or, fa or face, doesn't matter. Walter is an institution at this point. So why change the name? So that's why part of me is like, maybe it's somebody else. And he's dedicating the win to Gunther. Whoever this Gunther is, I just hope it's not him. If it's not, if it is, then I'll deal with it because that's what we got to do. And some people might not, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. They do what they want. Me, I want, I, I, I don't know, people laugh at it, but I'm going to see it through. I want to know what what the reasoning behind it is um, before I cast any real judgment on it. So that's my stance on this whole situation. Let me know what you guys think. Honestly, I, I truly would love to have discussions about this. Uh, and I want to know what you guys think. So comment below when I post this uh, tomorrow on Twitter and just give me your thoughts. I, I honestly want to know. But that's it for the show tonight, guys. Like I said, NXT was was certainly something. It certainly ended with a bang. So if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and on YouTube as well as Above the Ring. You could find us on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. But if we're not on one that you're listening to, let me let well, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate your support uh, through this. It's been nearly two years since the bedlam started. Uh, and we couldn't be happier with with what we're doing we're just moving on and things are doing things are doing well so we're happy uh but guys again thank you appreciate it most importantly though as you all know please don't forget to ship it and join the bedlam good night Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.